1: .fm or download the free Anchor app to get started.
2: Paddle and Finn. All right, all right. Welcome to the third episode of uh, Paddle and Finn. I'm Scott. Here with Brian. I'm Brian. Say hello, Brian. There we go. Awesome.
1: Hello, hello.
2: And we are, uh, tonight we're going to talk about a few different things. First of all, um, just to kind of give us an agenda here, we're going to talk ICAST, right, and some of the new products, kayaks, they got some new fishing rods for kayak fishermen, uh, that sort of thing. We're going to talk uh, some special news on your end, Bry. Yeah,
0: the,
1: uh, I uh, got the demo days
2: under my belt and
1: did a new boat purchase.
2: Yep, we're going to talk about that. And then... Um, Talk a little bit about some of the fishing we did and then uh we're gonna have a new segment at the end tonight, which is going to be uh it's gonna be story time around the campfire. What do you think about that?
1: I like it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be
2: a good one, you don't wanna miss it. <laughs> you can let's fast leave it forward now. It's gonna be epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, oh, I mean so let's start with iCast, man. So I mean, uh, you know, we both have kind of been following it from afar. Neither of us went, but uh, I mean, there's so much out there on YouTube and, um, and, you know, through other resources, kayak angler, et cetera, to kind of see what's happening. I mean, what are your thoughts on some of the new stuff and kind of what you, uh, what kind of caught your attention, Bray?
1: Um, well, it seems like more boat manufacturers are definitely getting into the pedal game. Um, you know, uh. Pelican came out with the release of their take on the Mirage Drive. Yep. At, Catch
2: 130.
1: A, yep. Yep, which is supposed to be coming out, I believe, the beginning of next year at a really affordable price compared to your Hobie. Yeah. So
2: I, know.
1: I know that's kind of caused an uproar. Um, well,
2: and which, on, that one, on that one in particular, I mean, it's a 13-foot – it's almost a 13-foot kayak. It's 12-foot-6. It's got that, uh, I guess the patent ran out. Is that what I'm hearing? On the- yeah, the
1: the patent was up on the Mirage Drive. So now any manufacturer is, you know, open to use it. And, you know, um, Pelican jumped on it right away. And, you know, I don't see it as a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. You know, more yep. people are more of these kayak manufacturers are evolving into what, you know, everybody's asking for, so to speak. So I think it's a good thing
2: for sure. The one thing that I thought was kind of kind of cheesy about it, but the more I thought about it, I guess it kind of changed my mind because I guess the Hobie's been like that for years, but there's no reverse. You actually have to lift the drive out, flip it around 180 degrees, and drop it back in to go in right. reverse, which I don't think anybody would do ever. Um, <coughs> But the more and more I thought about it, it's like, you really don't need reverse on it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to be, I don't know. It just, in my mind, right. I thought more and more I thought about actually using it. I was like, you know what? You probably, it's not that big of a deal. You know, what do you, what do you think? Right. I, I
1: don't think it's a huge deal. I mean, unless it's a windy day and you know, you're fishing up close to docks and shore, like I've right. talked about before, yep. that's the only spot I could see it really being an issue. Yep. But, um, you know, how often is that happening? And I I guess it really depends on, you know, where you're fishing and the type of fishing you're doing, you know, like, like for me, for me lately, I've been that guy fishing the docks later in the evenings, throwing buzz baits, you know, and I'm paddling around. Granted, the wind hasn't been totally bad, but it, it hasn't killed my fishing when it is kicked up a little bit. Yeah. I'm having a, paddle a little bit more straighten me out, but I don't think it's that huge of a deal. And regardless if you have a pedal drive or not, you should always have some kind of paddle on you just in case. Right. You know? So uh, you know, six to one, half a dozen to the other, you know, it's it's all gonna be a personal preference, but I, I think in the long run it's a great thing and it's another big step um in the pedal generation of kayaks you know, that, you know, more and more people are jumping on. And with that said, I know new canoe is, uh, coming out with a new pedal drive. It's not the H2O pro Ped, no, right? It's no, something it's, it's different. Called
2: the, it's, it's called the pivot drive. Yeah. Yep.
1: Right. And that's something that new canoe is doing their self themselves. Correct. I, I'm they not are, 100% sure. They
2: are. In fact, um, I guess there were a lot of issues with the the H2 pro Ped and, um, the pivot drive apparently they went back to the drawing board took it in-house and and made a bunch of improvements i've seen some video of it i mean it's quiet as can be um that alex fishing channel you know the one i'm talking about the guy that like straps torpedoes and stuff to like kayaks and goes yeah yeah, miles yeah. An hour? Mm-hmm. Yep. he he took it for for a ride at icast it looked pretty sweet but i I thought the old one did too so i guess you'd have to try it and figure it out but that's supposedly pricing's coming out in august and that one's not going to be out till a little later this year either so uh it's gonna be a weight game. a couple other ones, man. Old Town came out with a new Topwater series. I don't know if you did you follow any of that?
1: Yeah, I just um I just uh, today saw a brief um mm-hmm. description on that and you know, which I'll get into later talking about my demo days. I actually took a PDL on a test run, and the I gotta say, yeah, the Predator PDL. Mm-hmm. And I got in that thing, and I took off from the shore He's and, fast uh, right it it was quick, it was quick, <laughs> and um you know because that boat's so big it you know the turning was a little laggish, but um you know the overall like take off and performance i mean granted, i I have some long legs, but that thing like got up and went i was i was blown away well,
2: and that's a twelve
1: footer right i think uh yeah it's like there. it's like 12 12 and a half somewhere in that area
2: yeah because the the top water what's interesting about those is those are actually shorter okay And not, not only are they shorter like they're 10 foot etc but they have the pedal drive built into one of them um and it's it's literally i think going to be retailing for nineteen ninety nine, which is pretty amazing price wise
1: yeah because i want to say the the normal predator PDL is uh in the area of like what twenty nine hundred twenty eight. Yeah,
2: for sure. And it's a longer like kayak. It's it's a big rig, right? right. I mean Oh so... it
1: it's big and it's heavy. I mean I yeah, lifted yeah. that thing off the trailer yeah. and that was the one complaint I had about it was it was so heavy.
2: Is that um, the one that weighs as much as the Hobie?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's it's pushing like one ten, one twenty, whereas okay. Hobie's at like one thirty five. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, and the one downfall of it was is when you came to shore, you had to pull that whole drive out of the boat. Where yeah. I have to correct myself from last episode when I was talking about the Jackson Kusa, I never realized that that um, system branch you're coming ashore or something like that, that propeller system um, goes up into the bottom of the boat. So you're not getting snagged on stuff or ripping off your prop blade, things like yep. that. Whereas yep. I thought the opposite, it was fixed and you had to actually pull it up. So yeah. I just wanted to correct myself on that. So with that being said, EL out. Um, yeah. I, I was impressed by the performance of it, but you know, again, you had to pull that unit out, the boat, super heavy. So I'm hoping that this, you know, new series that they came out with, you know, they made some adjustments to address those
2: issues for sure. Yeah. Well, and like we were talking about last week, I mean, about propulsion, I mean, Feel Free finally came out with the Dorado, uh, which has the pedal uh, drive. And it also has a motor attachment, I guess, that pivots off that same drive. Um, yeah,
1: I think it's like a a battery box or something yep. that hooks off up to it with a gearbox that yep. you know drives the boat.
2: Yeah. So I mean, it's just like pedal pedal powered kayaks everywhere. You know, it was like a, a ton of new product, which was exciting for me. I mean, obviously uh, with everything we talked about last week, but uh, yeah, it seemed like there were a ton of those those kinds of products coming out. of ICAST this year for sure. Yeah,
1: definitely. You're seeing you're seeing some big moves in the kayak fishing industry. Uh, I mean it it's it's catching on man it's getting hot and i i like what i'm seeing um you know a couple of other things that i saw there was a um tackle storage system that i had saw on our instagram feed and for the life of me i cannot find it anywhere else i i saw an image of it but it reminded me um there's a brand of, you know, tools that I use, um, in my line of work, uh, Fez tool. And they have this system where you have boxes and they can interlock together or you could take, you know, one box off the top two you know, two off whatever. And it was a system like that, but for the life of me, I can't find it again on who made it. Um, but it, that was definitely one thing that, uh, I definitely liked. And then I also saw that, um, you know, being that I have the Ascend Kayak, um, Yak Power is making a big move, too, for powering GoPros and, um, you know, fish finders, everything like that. So you can hook everything up through that one power port, which I thought was pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So now you can charge your GoPros while you're in the boat, you know, on the run if your battery's dying. So. Oh, that's that cool. was a cool th- that was definitely a cool thing that I had seen um for sure. So,
2: did you did you see some of those um <clears throat> there's one company called Bayak. and then there's another one that's actually run by the same guy that uh that runs Jackson Kayak. And I thought of your dad who's looking to get a right to looking to get a fishing kayak. It's actually right it's two pontoons. It's like two kayak pontoons for lack of a better term. And it's, I got did a, see that a deck that kind of latches them together. And yep. it's got a full size seat. I mean, you sit in full upright position and then it's got a pedal drive. I mean, I forget what the, the, the Jackson, uh, uh, company name is, but the Bayak the Bayak is, uh, uh, the only uh, name that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, I did see that. Um, which I think is pretty cool, you know. The only thing, uh, the downfall of that I would see would be, you know, transport overall. But I did see that, and I mean, that looks like a super stable platform, you know, to fish off of how it paddles. S- that may be another story. Well, and
2: did you see how much it costs?
1: I did not know.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're talking 3,600 bills,
1: okay? Okay, so it's,
2: it's not a cheap, uh. And I'm trying to transport it too, you know. Yeah, it's the cost of a
1: Hobie, you know.
2: It is. It is.
1: Um, One other cool thing that I saw that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in is Yak Gear is launching a new keel protection product. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, you know, all I've seen is a picture of it and. A brief description but um you know a lot of people are saying they'd be excited to see what it looks like after a month or two of abuse but you know um i think it's something cool because that's something i'm interested in in, and i know a lot of other people that are kayaking are interested in you know coming into shore hitting the front of your boat on the you know cement or whatever you know scratching up the front of your boat so yep um you know, I was excited that somebody's you know jumping on that and you know doing something for that you know stock out of the box. So,
2: well, another thing I thought was interesting um, was uh, looks like Saint Croix is coming out with a new line of rods called Mojo Yak. Have you heard about these? Uh,
1: you told me about them briefly oh, okay. on Sunday when I saw you, but uh, I, I haven't seen them personally. Yeah, <laughs> no,
2: no, no, no worries. So they they've got a short butt I guess um but they don't sacrifice the useful section of the actual rod. So uh it's a shorter rod but again like I said it's from the from the reel up it's uh it's a real deal length. Uh I don't I don't know do you have any issues with the your rod lengths or cuz I guess the whole idea of the short butt length is uh is the uh, what do you call it uh, the life vest, right?
1: Yeah yeah yeah. I I have no issues. Um yeah, I don't even. I mean, I you know my rod storage, my rods you know sit in my tubes, yep. just fine. Um, yep. I've had no issues with that at
2: all. Okay, gotcha. So, I haven't either, but yeah. they look pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what you had uh, briefly mm. described to me, um, yeah, that's pretty. You sweet. know, sounds like a winner all around for the yak guys.
2: It sounds it sounds to me like it's a little bit of, uh, um. I don't know. Like I, I really don't see the use. Like, or that, or that I'm struggling with anything rod wise. But how much you want to bet? I'll wind up with a few of them. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's usually how it goes, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, cool. But, uh, I mean,
2: what, what else? I cast wise. Anything else that you thought uh, was interesting?
1: There was uh there's a couple baits out that uh, kind of caught my eye. Um, you know, I've been fishing that Picasso chatterbait.
2: Yep, and
1: too. Um, I just saw, I believe it's strike Kings coming out with a chatter bait that looks like that Picasso, yes. but it's got an underspin under it as well. So it's sending a ton of vibration through the water. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure I'll pick one or two of those up, give them a shot and yeah, yeah, see yeah. how they go. Um, and then also because I've been on this buzzbait kick lately, um, and I just recently saw um, a YouTube video by Tactical Bassin. Um, they were talking about buzz baits and using skirtless buzz baits and putting plastic swim baits on there. Oh, really? And, yeah, so, you know, guys are throwing, you know, um, like the Tech swim bait or the one I just saw as well had a frog on the back. Which is okay. a top water bite, but you're, but you also have that blade churning the water, stirring it up, getting that fish's attention. So, I'm uh, I'm actually gonna pick up some of those skirtless buzz baits and throw some plastics on them, and uh, you know see how it goes. Yeah, this one uh, it's a, made by Strike King. It's Kevin Van Dam Toad Buzz and Gurgle Toad. And it's got a plastic frog on the back with a buzz blade in front of it, but it sits, it looks like what they did is they put that blade further up in front of that plastic, but the distance between the wire with the hook on it and the, the actual blade is closer together. So that fish is actually coming up to get it. So, uh, I'm kind of interested in that for sure. But, uh,
2: well it looks, looks like Z-Man's coming out with some like a their own spinner bait and then they've also got a swim jig and a football jig too. You see those?
1: I did see those as well. Yeah, it's it looks like they're trying to expand uh, you know, their brand and yeah. you know, kind of get into some other things which you know, they they've been doing pretty darn well I think on
2: yeah.
1: you know, all, all their ned rigging and stuff like that. So Um, there's also the Tokyo rig that I had seen, um, which seems interesting. It's almost like a, a cross between, um, like a drop shot and something else. I mean, it, it's a goofy looking thing, but I can see it working.
2: Well, it's almost like a, it's almost like a Texas rig, right? But it's, but it's not a worm. It's like a part worm, part... Blizzard, they're, it's... Yeah. They're using
1: like creature baits on it. Right. So,
2: right. which, which I, I think is cool. Weight, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
2: interesting.
1: And, uh, that, that chatter bait I was talking about with the underspin is actually made by fish head and they're calling it primal vibe. Okay. So, um, you can look that up for sure. Um, that looked pretty sweet as well, but, uh, other Listen than that,
2: a Spender of money on a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that's how it goes every year. You know, yep. something new comes out, you want to try it and <clears throat> you know, if it works, it works and you're buying more and more. And if it doesn't, then, uh, Oh, well that was money down the drain. <laughs> right. Yep, so, yep. but, uh, yeah, it it seems like there's some new stuff all around reels, rods, baits, um, You know, it's going to be a pretty cool year, I think, for uh, new fishing gear, for sure.
2: Well, on the the topic of, um, I guess, to kind of end that segment on ICAST, I mean, there was so much going on, uh, a lot of new cool stuff. But let's kind of transition, because there's also some new cool stuff that is actually sitting in your garage right now, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe you can talk a little bit about demo days and kind of how that went and what you wound up coming home with.
1: Yeah, so... uh... Did the demo day. Um, I w- took out the uh, New Canoe Pursuit, the fide SS-127. And then I also wanted to dr- try the Jackson Kusa pedal drive, but their, dro- their upper drive on that was actually broken. So I didn't get a chance to take that out. So I took the Predator uh, PDL out and uh, gave that a shot. Um, I started with the new canoe, and being that I had fished out of your Frontier 12, you know, I was looking for this thing to be super stable. Um, I knew it would be pretty fast in the water just because it's long and narrow, Um, but I was a little disappointed on the stability. Now, when I first took it out, I you know, I kind of paddled out and I stood up right away. Um, so maybe my sea legs weren't equipped because I ended up taking it out again a little bit later. And I think I was texting you and I was like, you know, the second time out, it wasn't as bad. Um, I mean, I like the open deck on it. Um, it was definitely quick in the water, easy to paddle, easy to turn. Um, it just didn't have the stability that I was looking for. I was looking for a kayak that I could stand and fish out of. Um, I took that. PDL out, and like I said earlier, I started cranking on those pedals, man, and I was—it was like I had a five-horse motor on the back. I just took off running. um But like we talked about in propulsion, you know, I wanted to try the reverse, and you know, it was easy as back pedaling, and it was pretty sweet. And the rudder system on it um, was super nice, you know, because it is a bigger boat. It turned a little wider. Um. But I mean all in all for a, a pedal kayak, you know, I thought it was it was a great option, but it wasn't my fit. Um stability wise, I think it was okay. Um it wasn't as good as what I ended up with, I think. Um it was pretty close. But uh lastly I took out the bona fide SS 127 and uh needless to say I purchased one. And, uh, it's currently sitting about five feet away from me, (laughs) but, uh, I was super impressed that, you know, the one thing, you know, seeing you with your new canoe, um, you know, the biggest struggle I see that you have sometimes is setting up and tearing it down. Um, and that wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to deal with because I, I do make those short trips in the evening and stuff and stuff. So I don't really have to screw anything in other than, you know, my depth finder. I bought a yak attack cell block, um, which will slide right into a rail, screw it down and I'll be done with it. But the seat, super comfortable in and out of the boat. No problem. Um, stability wise, it, I was pretty impressed, um, this weekend, I got out twice, and I stood and fished half the time I was on the water, Yeah. Um, even with boats going by, and didn't really have any issues. Um, super impressed. The front hatch, I put my rods in it in the hall of the boat. That was easy. Um, I did buy the black pack by Yak Attack um, to hold all my tackle in the back, and it's got three rod holders on it which I may try to add three more to as well. Um, just so if I want to bring more than three rods, I have that option. Yep. Um, but that thing drops right into the back of the seat. You know, I can get to the top of the box in my seat or standing up and turning around isn't an issue either. Um, you know, it... The only complaint I have is, is it's a little sluggish on the turning, but that's because of the tri-hole design. So, I mean, it's, it's the game of give or take. And I don't think, you know, like I think I told you, it's not in my kayak unless, you know, for say I was in a fishing tournament and I was trying to get to my spot, you know, trying to get past the, uh, the pedal guys, but, uh, you know, overall that boat's pretty, pretty darn quick. It gets up and goes compared to my Ascend where it's a little sluggish off the start. And then once you start moving, you know, you're actually going. Um, I mean that thing paddle wise just gets up and goes. So, um, and the other big improvement is I picked up a nice lightweight carbon fiber Werner paddle, which, um, I mean, you got to try my boat this weekend and the paddle. I mean, what, it, what were your thoughts on it? Because that was the first time you actually, what, seen and sat and paddled it, right? The Bonafide. For sure.
2: There, there were a bunch of things that I was kind of blown away by that I thought were, would be minor, but they wound up being pretty major. Um, the first one was I thought the boat cut really well. It was easy to get up to speed. I mean, it cuts through the water like a knife. Um, right. Like you said, the turning's a little uh, a little slower than you would expect with with how fast it is. But at the same time, too, I mean, I really didn't think it was that big of a deal. In fact, uh, I'm used to a much wider boat, um, right? In, in my frontier, so it, everything felt faster, right? In the Bonafide, to me. Um, that said, when I stood up, I mean, I I thought it was plenty stable. Uh, when you stood up, I even took some video, we'll throw it on Instagram. I mean, you're sitting there just casting out of that thing and it was like no big deal. So stability wise, I thought it was solid, really solid as far as the kayak goes. What I was most impressed with, to be honest, um, I could not believe what a difference that paddle made.
1: Yeah. Um, right. Right.
2: I, you know, I, I thought the boat was fantastic. I mean, that was kind of expected. So that really wasn't a surprise to me, but uh, everyone seems to talk really good things about Bonafide and, um, that they definitely didn't let to, let me down uh, from that perspective, but the paddle you know I'm the kind of guy that walks in and goes, a paddle's a paddle's a paddle, and I just needed to get from point A to point b and you know uh you know it, it seems like a lot of minutiae right to spend a hundred and fifty dollars more on a paddle than when I can get one for a lot cheaper kind of thing and I'll tell you what man i'm I was sold when I tried that paddle, um you know the fiberglass ends it was like probably half or less than half the weight of my, my, my paddle. And, um, it was, it made, it was a game changer. It absolutely yeah. was it totally changed my mind on that, without a doubt.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, that was the one thing going into buying a new boat is I knew I was going to invest some money into a new paddle cause I've been using cheaper paddles Yeah, and, you know, just paddling around for two hours the next morning, my arms are pretty sore. Oh sure. Um, you know, which again, you know, I'm trying to get like he man, but, yeah. uh, now it's going to take a little longer because that paddle's so much lighter. Sure, you know, I mean, it, it's definitely not cheap, but I think it's well worth it for the energy you're saving overall, um, paddling and you know, easy use and everything else. Um,
2: and there was no flex in it either. Like I really expected a lighter paddle to have a little more flex. You know, it's thinner. I'm thinking, sure, it's, but the but the materials they use, and that's what. I guess cost justifies it is, you know, it's a much more robust pole, you know? Yeah. So, uh, car- carbon fiber shaft and,
1: you know, the fiberglass paddle. There was no on, flex.
2: So. There was no flex at all. I mean, it was yeah, unbelievable. It,
1: it's, it's pretty stiff for as light as it is. I'm I am i have been absolutely happy with that, but I mean, with all that being said, going into that demo days, I didn't think I was going to be walking away with a bona fide. I I think I even told you I was, like, pretty set that I was going to pick up the new canoe pursuit. Yeah. And I I got to say, I got to hand it to those guys at you know, at Bonafide and Yak Attack. I mean, they definitely did their homework and listened to the anglers and, you know, definitely put their work in and did a fantastic job on, you know, putting this boat together for sure. So. It's, kind
2: of, it's kind of a cool time, though, to, to be kayaking, to be honest, because it seems like there's so many good boats out there. Like you had mentioned you took the Predator out and it was like, yeah. that
1: was yeah, a totally I mean, different
2: experience, you know? And
1: to, um, to be 100% honest, I think if I would have walked away with any of those three boats, I, I would have been satisfied. Sure. Um, you know, but the bonafide I felt just fit more of my needs, so to speak. So you know that's why I picked it up. So so far, so good. You know, and we'll also so, have to we'll also have to put the video up of me uh, trying to get up and stand on the gunnels. That's another another funny one as well. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, you you almost lost it, but you, you saved it, man. It was beautiful. I,
1: I almost took a swim. <laughs> so, did but, you try uh, to stand?
2: Did you try to stand in the predator?
1: I did. I did stand in it. Um, It was probably as stable as the bona fide. However, that boat, the the sidewalls on it are, or the gunnels, I should say, are a lot taller than what the bona fide is. So, I mean, it was a little shaky, but it. It. I mean, I would compare the stability standing wise, probably more towards your uh, frontier twelve. Which I think is, uh, you know, super stable. The Bonafide compared to the the twelve, I'd have to say that the Frontier is a little more stable standing wise. I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Because you've you've stood in both now, and you've definitely had more time in the the uh, new canoe than than the bonafide but
2: i i feel i I think it's more of a perception thing i thought they were pretty close um okay i know the guys at rocktown were telling me that uh, the bonafide is actually for years they said the frontier 12 was the most but lately they've been talking about the bonafide for stability and what's interesting is when i stand in both i they still feel like i'm in a kayak on water regardless you know i you know i still feel like they're it's not like standing on on solid ground but i'll tell you this when when i stand in both of them I don't feel like I'm going in, you know, and I feel right, like I can right. throw and I feel like I can move and, and and I don't feel like I'm a statue, you know. Um, but I'd have, I have to say I, there's something mentally with me in the frontier because it's 41 inches wide. And maybe it's that sure. little bit extra from a perception, like just from a visual perspective. That makes me think that I've, I've, I've got more stability. But I, I think I told you on, on Sunday, I was kind of. I was kind of floppy in the frontier as well. I don't know what was going on with me on Sunday, but uh, I I just couldn't get my sea legs. I think I moved my seat back, uh, or forward rather, so I was in a thinner part of the hull. Um, And I could stand. It was fine. But it was just I I didn't feel as solid as I I felt in the past. So, But I think the bottom was right there.
0: I really do.
1: Yeah, and that was one thing at the demo days that, you know, I told myself going into it is move around in these boats, you know. I acted like I was crawling into the back to get, you know, For sure. in, into my tackle box and stuff. And, you know, the deck space on the Bonafide is a little tighter because you have that dry box in the center right in front of your seat. So you're kind of having to maneuver your feet around that to turn around. Yeah. However, I didn't feel as tipsy maneuvering around that in the Bonafide as I did in the new canoe That's seat.
2: right. That's right. You know. What, what about the, um, uh, from a, I guess from a storage perspective, I mean, you, you have your Ascend. And, and what, what did you think of the Bonafide from that perspective as far as like the, all the different compartments, the dry storage? It seems like you get a lot more, no?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The storage, I mean, that's the one complaint I had about the Ascend is that back hatch. I did take the hatch cover off and turn it around. But getting into the back and into that hatch while you're on the water, for me at least, um, because I am a bigger guy, I struggle with that. Um, But, yeah, with being able to put my rods in through that front hatch of the Bonafide is nice. I threw them in there, tipped the kayak over, put it on the roof rack to get it home. Um, That is super crucial to me. Um, The junk junk bin or bait bin whatever you guys want to call it that's underneath the seat I was throwing plastics in there um any bait I was cutting off I was throwing it in there and then I could pick it back out and retie it yep the only drawback of that is is you got to empty it out before you tip it back over and throw it on your roof rack right right so cuz <clears throat> it doesn't slide out you have to um you have to have a a screwdriver to loosen the stop that will allow it to come out of the actual track. So that's the only downfall. I wish I could just take that out. And I I mean, I probably could just pull that stop out so I could just remove that bait bin out of my boat, throw it in the car. But then again, that's one more thing. I got to slide into a track to get back on the water. So, you know, it depends what, what's easier, you know? if I'm going through a ton of, ton of different lures that day, then yeah, it might be easier just to pull that bin out, throw it back in the back of the car and, you know, head home. But, um, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super digging it in the setup. Um, I know I'm looking at either probably I'm pretty sure my mind's met up that made up that I'm going to get a, a micro power pull for the back. So when I do that, we'll, uh, we'll definitely give a review on that. That's going to
2: be awesome. Yeah. So, 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 so talk a little bit about the weight. Your ascend was 98 pounds bone. Dry. Yeah.
1: And the bonafide is 68,
2: I believe. Wow. That's um,
1: yeah. And that was one thing, you know, I've put the, um, I've put the Ascend on the top of my car by myself, um, which is not an easy task. I'm sure anybody nearby that has seen me, um, has probably got a few chuckles out of me doing so, but, um, the Bonafide, I mean, it's so much lighter. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, 30 pounds or whatever, but it, I mean, I can't even begin to tell you, um, I'm sorry, 69 pounds hall weight. So, I mean, that's so much lighter than the Ascend at 98 or 99. Without a doubt. Uh, you know, a little bit easier to maneuver by yourself, mm-hmm. getting it on and off the uh, car. I mean, even my, you know, 14-year-old daughter helped me get it off the top of the car. And she was like, this is so much lighter than the the (laughs) other boat. So, you know, it was pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, I'm super impressed with it. Um, you know, as time goes on, I'm sure I'll talk more and more about it, you know, different things that I'm doing to it and whatnot. I still have to put my cell block together, um, for my depth finder setup, Um, and I got a few other things that I want to mount on there, but, uh, you know, the black pack and the uh, and the boat and the paddle have been absolutely phenomenal. But um, it was good to see when I did go to that demo day, there was uh, an older gentleman there. It um, only kayaked a couple times by renting a kayak. And he was there demoing a sit-in, couple sit-ins. And he actually uh, went back to the paddle shop a couple days later and bought a boat. He so, did. Do you know what he got? Yeah. Um, uh, it was a Pungo, uh, wilderness systems Pungo. Okay. Um, so, you know, talking to the gentleman at the paddle shop there, he's like, that's probably their most common seller for a sit in just, you know, leisure sure. luxury cruiser, so to speak. Yep. Um, you know, I know when, uh, me and that gentleman talked at shore, um, he said he really liked that boat because of the open cockpit in it. Um, whereas the other ones he demoed, you know, was kind of more enclosed and, uh, he just didn't feel comfortable with that, you know, being a beginning paddler, but he said it cut through the water, you know, super quick. And, you know, he definitely, you know, did his due diligence and, you know, put the thing to the test. He was paddling all over the river. So it was cool to hear that, uh, You know, he made it back out and, you know, I met another guy. He said, uh, you know, if he ever comes up to the area, he hopes to run into me on the water again. So um, it was it was pretty cool to see his perspective. So and not only that, but see, you know, I mean, he had a few years on on both of us, you know, an older gentleman like that getting into the sport, you know. I mean, yeah, we definitely want to get the younger kids involved, but not only that, you're getting some of the older folks involved and, you know, just, you know, the
2: sport is growing and that, that just super excites me. So, it was- so we, we also kind of did a little bit of demo in. um, we were fishing on Sunday and I, I took your kayak out, you, but then we, we actually took the trolling motor out for, for a little spin as well.
1: Yeah, so you, you released the footage of uh, your trolling motor setup on uh, your new canoe, what, two weeks ago?
2: Yep. yep. I think
1: it was, and uh, we, we definitely put it to use this Sunday. What were your thoughts?
2: You know, it was, um, I was impressed with, uh, it was just cool having a, a trolling motor strapped strap to your kayak, but yeah. Um, there were disappointments and there were positives. So I'll start with the disappointments. Um, I ran a front battery and then obviously trolling motor off the, the stern. And um, I had the uh, pull extension, right, for the for the throttle and all that good stuff. It's a little kludgy to control it because it's got a U-joint on there. So it's kind of a long, lanky. I mean, you drove it a little bit. I'm sure you felt it as well. Right. It's kind of right. a little goofy to control. A lot of times you turn on the motor when you don't mean to and things like that. So it's going to take a little bit to figure out the control but more so than that um trying to pull the motor up you know i've got that pulley system uh, to actually pull it up and it actually uh, collapses that that clip so you can actually pivot the motor up and out of the water um right it's to do that though you kind of have to have the back of the deck almost completely empty you can't have a black pack back there or maybe you can uh, you just got to work through it and figure it out but uh, you have to use that long arm to actually go ahead and pivot that motor up. So that was kind of a disappointment was it's almost like when I do that, I'm going to need to throw stuff behind my seat um, in the front of the kayak. So I, I you know, I'm going to have less, less room up front. So I got to figure all that out, but that was kind of a disappointment was just, I didn't realize how, well, what a what a hassle that rod was going to be um, with regards to, uh, you know, extending that, that trolling motor arm.
1: It definitely reminded me of the first time I, took my fishing boat out which had a, a tiller motor on it yeah my my 15 foot sylvan you know it's it's definitely something different you kind of got to get used to it yeah um it's not like driving a car with a steering wheel for sure sure, sure. but i i was really impressed on how that thing took off um you know what it, what did we say it did four and a half miles an hour or something
2: no it did it was it was it was 3.6 KTS. And when you converted it, it was like 4.1 miles per hour at full, full draw. Sure. So, I mean, it, it got up and moved. I mean, um, that I was, I was pretty happy with, I actually thought it would go faster, but that's just a, a numbers game in my mind. You know, I thought sure. I had five, but whatever. It's a 55 pound thrust motor on a 24 inch shaft. It's, uh, uh, it's a new port vessels. I mean, it moves out. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just thought it would go a little faster than it did. That being said, um, I was happy with the, the velocity. I was happy with the turning radius. I mean, it turned on a diamond. Anytime you got a, a trolling motor or rudder attached to the, you know, the rear of the kayak, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn pretty tight. Um, so that was all cool. That, that I was pretty happy with. But and, and the setup, too. Like the battery up front, my battery box is a little wider than what the kayak has, so I have to run it long ways. So I lose a little bit of my decking that way. So I just got to figure out what the, what it's eventually got to look like. But it was a lot of fun, man. I, I actually enjoyed tooting around that, man.
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely cool. I mean, I think I said to you. I mean that that's a sharp little setup, you know. Yep. And, and I agree with you. You know, the getting up and down of the motor as you're taking off and coming back in the shore, little bit of a hassle. But I it think is. it's something that you know, once you tinker around with it a little bit, you'll get that more dialed in. But yeah. Yep. I think, I think overall, I mean, that's going to be an awesome river setup for sure.
2: I, I think it will too. And it'll get the job done for what I want it to do. You know, mostly I'll be paddling yeah. anyway, uh, at least for positioning, but uh, uh, for the long hauls, I think it's going to help out a lot
1: for sure. Yeah. And I even tried to keep up with you in the bonafide.
2: <clears throat> that was awesome.
1: And uh, I I started to catch up to you, but my arms got tired real quick. So I'll, you know, on those long hauls, I'll definitely take your trolling motor over
2: me paddling like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were you were keeping up, um, you were totally keeping with me at full draw. Um, but you know, over the long haul and over time, you just can't keep up. You know, you just can't. Do yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, definitely hard to keep up with that. But uh, I mean, I was paddling pretty darn hard. You were hauling, but, into, uh, Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's it's definitely a cool setup, and I'm interested to see, you know, what your thoughts are after you get a few runs in on it, too, you know. Yep. Because I I was definitely impressed with it, for sure.
2: So, now from that, I mean, let's talk a little bit about fishing. I mean, you've been going out at nights. You've been slaying these bass on uh, on, on, on Buzz, right? Yeah, I've been –
1: the last hour and a half, two hours of sunlight, I've been throwing buzz baits. I've been getting huge explosions. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, which is definitely cool. Um, yeah. Didn't necessarily work out for me this past weekend, uh, but I think weather's changed a bit compared to what it's been. So there, there's a little bit of a pattern change going on. But I mean, yeah, the, the buzz baits have been great. Um, you know, ca- uh, casting them up by uh, docks, doing that, and then not only that, but over open water in three, four foot of water, I've been getting blow-ups, too, and the quality of fish has, has been just absolutely phenomenal. You know, and well, that lake now, you have
2: is they're so chunky. You know,
1: right. Thick. And not only that, but I've been getting some pike on the buzz bait as well. So what a blast! That, that's even more fun. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, buzz baits have been been working awesome. Um, Chatterbait seems like it's kind of slowed down a little bit for me, but I know you had some success on Sunday uh, when we were out together, um, and you were throwing a little bit different setup than what I've been throwing. You you had like a grub tail on the back of it as a trailer, correct?
2: Yeah, it was like a like a lime green. Um, like a mix between like a lime green and a baby bass kind of color. It was really bright. Just a grub tail, but a really big one. And I was sure. running a uh, a Picasso with a. Uh, it was basically green and green and white skirt. What was funny about that though was, I counted it up. I had seven fish on, and I only got one in the boat. Which was really bad. I mean, when you really think about it, like I, I don't know how I missed all those hookups. I don't know if my rod was too loosey goosey with that that ugly stick I got. It's got too fast of a of a tip. I'm not sure, but uh, um, yeah, I had seven strikes and I only got one in the boat. And uh, I, that was well, kind of disappointing.
1: I think the fish have been a little finicky. Like I said, I was out Saturday night. I I got the old skunk, and that's <laughs> like the the first time this year that's happened. I think. <laughs> Um, and then Sunday again, you know, I missed, I missed one fish on the, on the chatter yeah, and I missed, I missed another fish on the buzz bait, but it wasn't an intense hit. Like it has been. So like it was just I touching mean, it. Yeah. yeah. They were just swiping at it barely. Yeah. And it, it wasn't that aggressive. Like yeah. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat bite, you know? So, I mean, it's been a little bit different, but you know, overall, I, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. You're going to get those days, right? You know, it's the low, the low summer, you know, right now. So,
2: Well, I guess the highlight for me Sunday was uh, we were out in that big flat. It was like, what, six, seven feet. Weeds came up to like three feet. Perfect for running the chatter. And um, I had a bass on, came out of the water. It was a small guy. He wound up getting off. But then the next cast, right after that, I was literally getting to the point, you know, the point where you're just about to see your lure as you're reeling it in, right. pull it out to throw another cast. And right before I saw it, my rod tip just bent right into the water and it started ripping and drag. And this thing yeah. must have been hang, hanging out like under my kayak or something. <laughs> and, and I'm guessing it was a Northern, but it could have been a big bass. I don't know, but it, it had some, some, some muscles to it. Cause uh, again, my, my baitcaster caster was just stripping and drag. And it's only happened for about five seconds. I had him on, and I'm like, yes, this is it. And then, uh, boom, he was gone. So that was the highlight of my day. That was yeah. a horrible day. Horrible day of fishing it was. That's the highlight.
1: I've had those bites with those chatters, and I've, I've had it be. And and Pike, right, and, right. you know,
2: it's,
1: that just goes to show you how stealthy kayaks are. You know, these fish aren't aren't seeing the boats like as if you were in a big fishing boat. That's
2: and, right. That's you right. know,
1: they're, they're blowing up on baits right, right next to your boat. So, yep. I yep. mean, that's always fun. It's definitely different. So.
2: I, I love that work, by the way. It's the it's, best.
1: it's like doing a figure eight next to the boat musky and he actually hits it. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. that that's, there's something to be said about that, you know, for sure. So. Well, and
2: you know, to to kind of wrap up that segment, I mean, we're talking about uh, fishing, right? I mean, there's also fishing where you're you're kind of fishing for a rod in the water. You know what I'm talking about? You ever hear that kind of fishing?
1: <laughs>
2: Maybe you ought to tell oh, that story in our this story.
1: This segment. is the you this is this is the funny campfire story, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so. uh I was, uh, this was probably a week, week and a half ago. I snuck out one evening, uh, throwing buzz baits up by docks and, uh, casting out and I'm, I'm on the one shoreline and, uh, there's like a, a little inlet there and I'm heading back out towards open water to cruise up along the shoreline and hit all these docks as I'm going up. And, uh, you know, I see out in the distance, it was, it was getting pretty dark and I was in my pelican and I decided I was going to stay out a little later than I should have because I didn't have lights on my boat and I was just going to paddle in along shore. Anyways, I see, you know, out over the lake, there's a bat swooping around eating. we starting to kick up and get bad and you know, I'm like, all right, cool. At least he's, you know, taking down the mosquito population and I'm not gonna get eaten as much as I should have. And, you know, I'm casting and next thing you know, I f- felt something hit my hat. So I kinda swiped at it with my left hand and, you know, no big deal and make another cast and I feel it again, and I swipe, and I'm reeling in and I get it up to the boat, and I feel this thing like almost sitting on my hat. And I swipe at it again, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this black flying thing. And I thought it was literally a bat on my head. (laughs) So I kind of just, like, freaked out. I'm in my pelican, so I'm, like, kind of wobbling around, almost tipping over. And I I pick up my paddle, and I'm swiping it in the air. So I'm sure it was... Looking at me was like, what is this guy doing? And uh swiped it's not a bad it's and I'm like, okay, I feel dumb. Then I realized when I dropped my rod, I dropped it in the water, and it's a brand new lose bait caster combo that I just spent a hundred and some odd dollars on, and I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna lose this rod. So I quick jam my paddle into the water and I'm fishing around to see if I can catch an eye guide and, you know, fish this rod up. And luckily I did catch a piece of it and I brought it up to the surface and was able to get it out of the water. That's actually the most amazing
2: part of the story to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I saved the rod after I realized I was getting attacked by a moth (laughs) and, and I thought it was a bat and it was, it was definitely a, a sight to see. That's one of those moments where I wish I had GoPros mounted on my boat, <laughs> just to, you know, actually show the story because it, it was quite humorous. You so know, picture picture
2: someone picture someone from shore sees this guy who's six four swatting <laughs> at a moth, losing sitting his tail it, and everything overboard yeah. in a kayak, S-
1: sitting in a ten foot pelican kayak none the other. <laughs> it's like a clown getting out of one of those small. <laughs> Like
2: a Shriner's car, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely a fun <laughs> experience for sure. So, uh, yeah. What are you going to do, you know? I, I'm glad it was a moth and not a bat. What can I say?
2: <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, so, hey, you know, um, so real quick, I guess that the uh, – uh, Maybe you could kind of tell some of the new users how they can find us or new listeners uh, how they can find us on social media and whatnot.
1: Yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram. It's the word paddle, the letter N, the word um, on Instagram. Um, if you've got a question, want to hear a topic, um, you want us to talk about something, you know, our boats, whatever it may be, our setups, um, you can email us at paddle the letter N, Fin.com And then also something that I've been forgetting to mention, if you download the Anchor podcast app, you can actually leave us a voicemail. If you got a comment you want to drop to us, um, a question, you know, anything, um, and we can play it on future podcasts. It's a, you know, you'll leave a voice message, just like a, a voice note on your iPhone or whatever cell phone device you're using and it'll give us that recording and we can pop it into our podcast and, you know, reply to, uh, whatever you have to say to us. So, um, definitely look at that, um, definitely help spread the word, you know, we're, we're continuing to, uh, grow the pod and, uh, we got some guests actually our next podcast, we're going to have, uh, Jay Randall, uh, who's sponsored by Jackson kayaks and uh, fishes the KBF on, and we also have a gentleman from um, our local pad- paddle shop uh, who's going to come on and talk to us. He's a fisherman as well, but he's a big-time kayaker, and, you know, he's got uh, a big goal in mind that, uh, you know, he wants to share with us on the podcast, so it's it's definitely going to be cool. I'm looking forward to both of these guys coming on. And
2: Yep, so am I.
1: Sure. Sharing their story and uh just shooting the breeze, you know. So
2: awesome stuff coming, man. I, I can't wait.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh stay tuned, guys. I mean we got these two guests coming up pretty quick and uh we'll get some stuff up and posted, but uh please just continue to you know give us those ratings and spread the word.
2: All right, man. Well hey, it's good talking to you, Bri. Same here. And yeah.
1: uh we'll we'll catch we'll you guys you next, next time.
0: Tune in to Hunt Stand presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.